welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart <laughs> podcast anywhere in the world at any given time. Uh, <laughs> like now, I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Ito. And I'm the satisfied virgin, Joe Garber. Mm. And tonight we're jumping... <laughs> To February fourteenth ish, <laughs> which is when love is in the air. When love is in the air. Oh no, this will come out way before. Chocolate is in your hair. <laughs> uh, Heart shaped murder. There is chocolate in hair. There is chocolate in hair in this episode. Yeah. Uh, I there's so much to say, and I have to sadly start with the minute max. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just gonna get going on that. Okay. Wow. Um, All right. It is Christmas Eve. We are recording this on Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas past. We're the ghosts of Christmas, Christmas past. Yeah. This will come out when? This will come out January uh, New 12th. Year's. This will come out New Year's Day. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's Day or New Year's Eve? 2021. I love that everybody's like. New Year's Day. Everyone keeps saying 2020 sucked, but it's like viruses don't use calendars. So 2021 is looking like it might suck as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never considered, like this is 2016, I think was when people first started doing the whole this year. Like Because of all the celebrity deaths. Give me a break because Trump got elected and Prince died and like, mm. all, the, like all this stuff. Mm. I'm like, yeah, you know. Don't put so much weight on a year, yeah, because <laughs> it because it is just gonna keep sucking. Like mm. this is life. Yeah. Merry mm. Christmas. It's just American and Happy life New that Year. Sucks. I think of when I went to the um, I went to Somerset House for that Peanuts and Contemporary Art exhibit, and they had a visitor interactive where you could trace over um, drawings of the Peanuts characters, and then they had someone sitting there underneath a giant, like the doctor is in like Mm -hmm. Lucy's psychiatric five cent psychiatric (laughs) care thing. And so people would just barf out all this existential stuff hilariously with these drawings they did of all the peanuts characters. (laughs) And when you said that thing about the celebrity deaths and how people were like this year, blah, blah. um, One of my favorite ones was this sort of shakily traced drawing of Woodstock that says, does anything even matter now that Bowie's dead? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, it does not. That that was my feeling when Prince died was, was like, what what is there to do now? I don't understand. What to look forward to? Um, Nothing. Yeah. I'm going to do a minute max for heart shaped murder. (laughs) Oh yeah. Cool. Sorry, Christmas Eve, fake Valentine's Day. <laughs> I know. Also, I, not New Year's Day is making me really. It's really mm-hmm. gotten things twisted for I, me. I whipped and us I think into this a wig is squeezing twi- my brain. Tizzy. <laughs> so you're going to try to summarize the episode in under one minute. I'm well. I'm, I'm going to take the whole damn minute. Thank you very much. I, oh. I, I don't believe this under minute. In exactly thing. one. I, minute. It's called a minute max. It's not called a. Please do this under a minute max. Uh, <laughs> you're right we should change the name <laughs> something snappy like that yeah something snappier please do this in under a minute man. okay heart shape murder jennifer has ordered three very special chocolate hearts for three people who did something for her i don't know what um they are delivered <laughs> by this guy who is also working for the most annoying uh person in the world and his his <laughs> hot henchman um and that turns out to be the mrs bittersweet's son spencer crump uh and (laughs) spencer crump has put something in one of the chocolate hearts like an idiot and it got delivered to someone that we've never met before um but it ends up in the hands of a child on a playground um and the hearts get into a big fight over it and they take it and there's a cuckoo in it because Mrs. Bittersweet loves cuckoo clocks more than her own children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and double twist, she and her son are spies, question mark? I have no idea what the hell happened in that house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good question. I don't really know either. Oh, man, I'm going to blow this one so bad. I'm glad I'm not next. You can't do it, you can't do it worse than that. <laughs> oh, I, skipped, I believe I skipped that an history entire, proves that yeah. I can. <laughs> I skipped an entire hour of the episode. <laughs> it was like, there's a, there are chocolate hearts, and yeah. then they fight over them hey, at a play, in a playground. <laughs> you're not allowed to add to your minute max. Um, you're right. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, oh, mine was set for an hour on accident. You can do it worse. Oh, it was mine. That's my timer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
because listen to this heart shaped <laughs> murder. Okay, the hearts are going to a chocolate shop because they're getting special chocolates from Switzerland that were specially made that look like shit compared to all the other stuff that was sold in that chocolate shop. The evil there's an evil man who makes the chocolate and he finds out that the hearts got those hearts um, very confusingly and so to get them back he sends them poison chocolate and a very large portion of the episode was them almost eating poison chocolate but then not because they're on a diet and Jennifer is trying to hold them to the diet and it ends up saving their life uh, a henchman comes in with a gun and points it at them and he's like uh, give me the answers where is it and they're like where's what and he's like you know what and I'm going to eat this chocolate until you tell me and he eats some chocolate and then he passes out and then he dies uh, <laughs> and then they figure out that who has the last chocolate that they haven't found out what's in it and it's the but she gave it to her kid who brought it to a playground but she already told the evil guy that she brought it there so they chase after the child to find it he's trying to get give it to his valentine this little girl that clearly doesn't like him at all they get it from him and they find out it's a cuckoo clock which belongs to mrs bittersweet <laughs> yeah the end oh man that oh was confusing God. yeah <laughs> mm. this was confusing very Ch- channel it through the wig <laughs> mm-hmm I'm gonna blame the, the wig for <laughs> squeezing my brain let the wig guide you <laughs> I feel end. like there's been a, a weird uh, shift because the two of you normally would just launch right mm-hmm. into it and like just feel good about it. And I'm the one that's like, oh no, this is going to be terrible. Like every time I'm just eoring the shit out of the minute max, <laughs> right? And it's like, is it a self fulfilling prophecy or not? Well, Am I just terrible at it? So I'm going to try to just, maybe I'll just try and. Although it's a little late now. Just, <laughs> mm. Okay. Just have confidence. Here we go. Sure. Here we go. Heart-shaped murders or goodbye forever, Herbie Geller. <laughs> so their hearts go to pick up or uh, Jennifer and Max go to pick up some chocolate. She's giving us a gift to these nice people that did something for the Heart Foundation. And there's a crazy mix up with the evil people at the chocolate shop. So they send the hapless Oscar to drive really crazily on the street and try and get the chocolate back from Jennifer before she can give away the special chocolate that we don't know why it's special. Um, Oscar just fucks that up royally and then they give him poison chocolate he drops dead then um mayhem ensues because the hearts are just trying to not eat chocolate because of a diet everybody else has the poison chocolate the poison chocolate guys are running all over town trying to get the whatever chocolate back then we find out it's a cuckoo clock um there's some sort of espionage thing coming from zurich there's an interpol guy that kind of seems steve McQueenish, but he drops dead in their kitchen and then um there's a bunch of fights there's some gross kids on a playground more fights and then the old lady is a spy wow nice there you go nicely done which is i want to say that's a pre-write because I had a rewrite idea early in the episode where I was thinking Mrs. Bittersweet, it would be awesome if she was in on it with her son and then she ended up being in on it. And so they did a pre-write where they already had written my rewrite. (laughs) I knew she was in on it from the minute she walked by Oscar and he was dead. (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, oh, too much chocolate's not good for anybody. He was asleep. And uh, is a pre-rewrite a thing? Because they actually just wrote it that way. No, pre-write. No. Stop erasing psychics, Ellen. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why do you bother having psychics if you're not going to use them? (laughs) (laughs) A pre-write is when they write my rewrite before me. (laughs) Wow. But it's it's still mine. It's encroaching, encroaching, encroaching. (laughs) We are through the looking glass, people. It's just like... I thought this episode was pretty good. I thought this episode was so bananas that I <laughs> I loved it. I, I let's talk about Jennifer's uh, red sweatsuit <laughs> that she was so before outfits. I knew that she was gonna go run for one hour with Jonathan. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Honey, did you really leave the house in that and go conduct business in that red sweatsuit with the leg warmers? Yes, with the leg warmers and the red Nike swoosh, like the red nylon Cortez. You know, I love the Nike Cortez. I loved her hair in that scene. Again, I was like, you're going to run with that hair? It's going to be really gross at the end of that hour. Hair Uh, so big this episode. Yes. So big. But it looked great when she ran away in in the park when she started her run. Like, it was Mm -hmm. so bouncing and big. And it was really good. I liked it. I liked that she was wearing this bright 
primary red jumpsuit because it was Valentine's Day and she oh, came it was out the day before Valentine's. She came out, but but ap- the episode is like Valentine's Day themed, and she came out strong Valentine's Day vibe. Right, <laughs> lots of red. I like mm-hmm. kind of like that soft theme running Wait. through her outfits. That was it the day totally before? Apt. It was mm-hmm. the day before Valentine's Day because the more bitter than sweet, Mrs. Bittersweet old lady uh-huh. played by that woman that yes. played every grandma every single time in every single show ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what she did when she was younger, but that seems worth digging into. She didn't exist. Um, she was born. <laughs> she, just, <laughs> she sprung from the She head. gives some crazy looks in this episode, and she's dressed like the <laughs> newfangled logo for Grandma's Cookies, which, by the way, I'm against. Oh. Not the cookies. I'm against <laughs> oh, yeah, the no. new logo. You're, you're not allowed but, to mess with that logo. But she, where was like going with this? Oh, she's like, she's like, well, tomorrow is Valentine's Day after all, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Her name, that actress's name is Nedra Volts, which is of such a great name. I love her. She was great, especially seeing her <laughs> hold a gun. Funny. She's like four feet tall and she's holding Freeze. a gun. The, yeah. <laughs> the cast Freeze. of this episode was pretty spectacular to me. Uh-huh. I thought everybody yeah. was great in this episode. Yeah. Um, I... <laughs> oh man, can we just go like I'm gonna try and and go semi chronologically, but we all know I can't. I just I just can't do whatever. I thought you were gonna ask if we could now. go straight to pick your poke. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never ask that, but um, it's funny that you would fantasize that I would. Um, it could have been Oscar. a Christmas miracle. <laughs> I want a Christmas Eve miracle, uh, a queeracle. <laughs> Here we are on Christmas Eve. I bet people think we're making that up, but it legit is Christmas Eve. That's why we're um, all wearing bright red jumpsuits. Yes. Right. Well. well and one green. One mm. green velour. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm getting there. Um, I want to talk about Oscar. Okay. So the so Spencer Crump, who is the son and the head chocolatier at Mrs. Bittersweet's chocolate shop, right? Mm -hmm. He operates with two, I would say one heavy and one henchman, right? Because Lester is the heavy and Oscar just seems more like a ancillary kind of hench person. Oscar, yes. Oscar Oscar's the guy, the guy that, that chases He's them the, in the car. Oscar's yeah. the first okay. to to get to experience death by chocolate. He honestly deserved so, to die. The, he is the heart-shaped murderer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Oscar's rocking kind of like a weird borderline um <laughs> oh man. <laughs> he is Bud Court with a blonde wig on essentially, yeah. right? He's giving off strong Bud Court vibes, but mm. he also gives out such intense henchman. Like he's he is delivering when he is driving that car to go and get the chocolates from the hearts. He is driving inches from the bumper of mm. that Bentley, mm-hmm. and he is veering wildly all over a residential street. <laughs> and then the look on his face when they cut to him, like he is squeezing the steering wheel so hard. It's like, it's going to yeah. break in his hands and he's just gr- visibly grinding his teeth. It's like very cruel. Like, shaking his head. Like he's just, he's just going bananas. But what I love about Oscar is that when Spencer Crump yells at him to go take care of it, right? He's like, stop them. And then Oscar just is yelling while running out of the door, running out of the chocolate shop. (laughs) (laughs) It's so weird, right? Where he's like, I don't know what happened. (laughs) And then the net cut to him, like just veering wildly. Yeah. Driving up Max's ass and grinding his teeth. So it's like, wow, the many faces of Oscar of the soon to be super dead Oscar. But Mm -hmm. sorry, I just had to give a really long, Oscar shout out because we just there's two there's not enough Oscar for he I that was my first major sort of plot hole I guess just just if he drove up to them instead of trying to Cruella DeVille them he would have <laughs> he surely could have just said oh sorry we gave you the wrong chocolate I work at the chocolate shop we need that back and we'll give you the right one if you could come back that could have been such a simple easily mm-hmm. fixable and there's situation no show. I know exactly so they need to have <laughs> a different situation un- unfold rather than him he just I mean maybe he's just a nervous guy and he was scared to piss off Mr. Crumb Mr. Crump 
Crump. Crump. Spencer Crump. Spencer Crump. Why is his name not Spencer I, Bittersweet? Because Bittersweet's a fake name. Yes. Oh, okay. Which is weird because like Mrs. Fields was really named Debbie Fields. But right? what are their... Mrs. Butterworth. Well, that's probably not her. The, I don't think that that's her name. <laughs> but I don't think their name, I don't think their name would be Crump either because they're Russian spies, aren't they? I mean, well, they're, they're spies. For somebody. Yeah, we don't really... I guess. Okay. Which still, I I was very confused by that. Like mm-hmm. they they put the cuckoo in the clock, and push a button, and then a TV turns on that's showing you nothing, and they um, somehow devised that's some spy shit. And that's the it's way the Spencer talks. He talks so. to the people, right? Is is that what Jonathan said? No, they're broadcasting code coded. Um, I'm guessing secrets, right? Because. Uh. I'm with Jonathan on this one. Like Jonathan really spoke to me. It's not often that I really feel a kinship with Jonathan, Mm -hmm. except when he is like lurching at people and punching them. (laughs) But um, when he says, I've always had a soft spot for espionage. I'm just like, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Um, It's, as I understand it, it's just their way to share information with the other operatives. Right. Mm. And it's clear that the crumps are some, well, the, crumps. the mom is old. I mean, but it's like, wow, well, maybe they're just like full on Nikita, right? Like they've just. Yeah. I just. They're just those ones that are, are have these whole fake lives they've grown up in, in the United States, that kind of operative. Yeah. I mean, if you guys would care to try to explain why a spy would have to get a cuckoo bird from Zurich to put into their cuckoo clock to initiate the code giving is there any idea why that would be <laughs> i because it's weird and funny yeah, I, it's I'm mysterious still so confused <laughs> i am so thoroughly confused i just don't understand <laughs> what they were doing why they were doing it who they were doing it with <laughs> for whose benefit they were doing it <laughs> it all well, makes it, it it and to be fair i don't care Right. Uh, I really don't care because we got to see uh, one. They had someone named Spencer Crump, mm-hmm. uh, and that's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. And they put him in an ice cream cart, mm-hmm. an ice cream vendor to chase outfit, children around where a he, for him to seduce a child with an <laughs> with an orange creamsicle, uh, which was with so the disgusting. with the sexy line. I've got so much ice cream, yeah. but no <laughs> chocolate. It's like this is. Creepy. That's gross. He was so gross. the The entire episode, <laughs> he just kept licking his fucking fingers Uh-oh. and eating, and I was just like, uh, "I knew you stop. would be creeped out by how unhygienic he was." It's not because even the we hygiene. Know it's just gross. Like <laughs> Oscar probably actually died because he ate chocolates that had <laughs> fingerprints all over them. He died From of disgust. Handled. Bacteria. Yeah, he died of disgust. He was like, "Oh my god!" That while it was. Already in his mouth and just. I think I out. tasted your hand lotion, Spencer. <laughs> Did you guys think that Spencer gave O face a lot? <laughs> I think that he, that's all he's capable of yeah. giving. Like he was the his whole performance was like villain in a gay porn. Like yeah. it was it was just mm-hmm. weird. Like very weird, effeminate, very just a lot of heaving. Very, yeah, but is uh, like oh, and this ch- <sighs> the nougats aren't his. Onto his yeah. flavor, the he's chocolateer. Yeah, he's a sensualist. I can get with, but it was just yeah. kind of, you know, but ugh. Hmm. The I I sort of loved that Spencer and Lester, his Lester. heavy. I love Lester. Lester and Spencer, like how much they just crack each other up. Mm. But in reality, yes. I, I I was like, they are the unfunniest comic duo ever. <laughs> they were terrible. The jokes like Lester after the Oscar dies from eating fingerprinty chocolates. <laughs> Um, Lester's like, hmm, those nougats are a real wipeout. And then both of them laugh like mm-hmm. hyenas. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's not funny at all. And then um, <laughs> later when they're in the van, like menacing or something, one of the people that Jennifer delivered them, maybe cuckoo transmitter having chocolate to, um, when Lester's like, do you think she ate the poison chocolate or whatever? And, <laughs> and then Spencer goes, if she did, she won't be giving out chocolates permanently. And then, oh, yeah. then they both laugh again like crazy. And it's just like, that's, I can't even find the joke in that. No, there isn't one. They're just delighted with, just, by murder. 
they're just like yeah they're just so sinister they just love people dying i don't know maybe it's just you know it's possible that maybe they are newish operatives and they maybe that's what they think is an American style joke or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. They're working right? on their tight 10. Well, I yeah, mean, they're his... like, Oh, in Soviet union, we don't have same humor. <laughs> his mother says he's a terrible operative. She does. She also describes those hideous plastic cuckoo clocks as that better she than her she children. Loves the, no, she loves them like her own children. And then she goes on to say, they constantly have some kind of affliction and they, they're a bother. Yes. It's like, well, <laughs> I think that sums it up. You yeah. actually do just illustrate the way that you treat your creepy um, finger licking son. Yeah. Spencer. Mm-hmm. Spencer. The Spencerist. <laughs> There was a lot of discussion about whether or not to keep a box of chocolate on a counter at the Hearts residence. Well, you see what happens when they put any food on the counter. Mm-hmm. There was a lot <laughs> of bode well. a lot a big a large chunk of real estate of this episode was dedicated to them almost putting chocolate in their mouth. And this episode not. was very concerned with their diet. Like the diet yeah. was so <laughs> paramount yeah. to to everything. Right. They spent so much time on the diet that they yeah. didn't explain the spy shit. At all, yeah. they were just like, uh, you know, it's spy stuff. You, people get it. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's cuckoo like, clocks. Diet you know, that they can't stick to. <laughs> your devoted lover is a little simple. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> like, I'm just like face value. I don't care about that. I just yeah. I, for it may have. I'm I'm on like some cold meds right now, so maybe I was oh. I was just a little bit like spaced out. But when when they just stared at that blank TV for a while, I was like, wait, what's happening? Yeah, what's How what's going this? on? And wait, there that little cuckoo was in one of those chocolate hearts. Why was it in one of the chocolate hearts? Like, huh. who were they supposed to deliver it to? Mm-hmm. How did it, how could it have possibly gotten misdelivered if one of the three people that those specific hearts were going to? Because mm-hmm. of uh, Oscar. It's supposed to just go to the chocolate shop and they gave it to Jennifer by mistake. Because Oscar oh, gave it because uh, he brought that, the wrong one. How do you get, how do you know that? <laughs> because in the first, in the first scene where we see Creepoid Spencer and Lester. Oscar brings them one of the custom made hearts, newly arrived from Zurich. And uh, what's his face opens it up and oh, then he okay. mashes it yeah. and he's smashing it to find the cuckoo thing. And then they're all like, oh, why, where's the thing? But the code's on it and the code is like 000X. I thought that you would um, enjoy the cuckoo clock transistor TV scene, not only because Jonathan. Uh, harkens back to his knowledge and his this his start in the biz yeah um with transistors where he's like this is a solid state cuckoo clock or whatever yeah. he says but because i felt like there was such an x-files vibe to jennifer and jonathan with that not only because there's a flashlight and jennifer holds it up real high <laughs> a lot like you know like you do it for a perp or, yeah. or totally classic X-Files. But then just the way they filmed the thing where the transistors come up and I think of that episode of X-Files with the binary with the 0001 thing that turns into the drawing and it's yeah, all about oh God, the yes. flickering TV light. But the way that they filmed them in the cast off light of the TV screen is so great. So I was just getting really weird cuckoo clock associated X-Files. <laughs> I loved how that looked. And I did love the idea of like, oh, all these cuckoo clocks are going to do something or they're hiding something or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Because I noticed the first scene that they're in, I was like, they're not making any noise. And like <laughs> one of the yeah. things about cuckoo clocks is that they they tick, they talk, they ding, they dong. They're, they're noise. <laughs> they are noise making machines. Like literally, they they are designed to make noise. <laughs> I don't care for them. I don't either. But they're they're like that's that's what they do. And uh, these didn't. So I was like, something going on with those. And then this woman thinks of thinks of them as her kids, who are apparently very sickly uh, and a problem. <laughs> it, yeah, I, the it was the, definitely when they go back in that night, and it was the just the weird flashlight light, and then the TV cast off mm-hmm. light, especially when Jonathan like bends down and jennifer is just wreathed in in backlit like her hair is backlit and the front is just completely unseen i was like this is a really gorgeous shot but what are they doing like what's (laughs) no i didn't know what was happening i i just needed to know for some reason for this episode i needed to know huh that's not it's usually not my usually not my jam no i'm usually i'm a i'm a flow goer but this one i was just Mm -hmm. like 
what's happening? I think it was, I found Crump so annoying hmm. that I wanted some sort of like, I don't know. I just wanted to know that he was. He got coated in chocolate at the end. What more do you want from that? <laughs> that yeah, once right, that happened. He, he got Augustus glooped. Yeah. <laughs> He went through that giant <laughs> conveyor belt, which... Right? And then John the doll, look, a chocolate-covered nut. <laughs> and it's like, uh-oh. There's this family I want to do a shout-out to, Hercules Candy. They're in uh, New York, upstate, and oh, I, yeah. they have a bunch of YouTube videos, and they make candy, so they have, like, a bittersweets shop, and they just got one of those conveyor belt things to put <laughs> chocolate through. I think they just got it, or they just got a new one. They're, the family is amazing to watch. The mom really reminds, reminds me of Joan Cusack. She's super adorable. Aww. But the point of that conveyor belt is that it has a wire rack that the chocolate dribbles over nougat or whatever you're putting through it, coats mm-hmm. it, and then seeps down so you can reuse the chocolate. But they put these things on trays through, and that were going through it. And it was just this huge conveyor belt that took up most of the room that had one little chocolate station in it. It just didn't seem to make sense to me. I guess it was it was like the human-sized paper shredder. Where it was like, this is going to have a person going through it, so it needs to be big enough for that. It doesn't need to be a realistic chocolate shop at all. Oh, see, when I see conveyor belt in a TV chocolate shop, I think of I Love Lucy. And so I thought for sure there would just be a scene that would be a riff on the diet situation. Right. So the whole episode, Jennifer's like ragging on everybody about how they should stick this diet. and They'll be so glad that they did. Right. But I thought that it would be a a funny twist on that that she and Jonathan for some demented reason would just be doing that Ethel and Lucy thing where they're just stuffing their faces with chocolate to I realize that makes no sense. No, that makes um, that and makes it's not a rewrite. Just I just sense. thought like I wonder because whenever I see when it's not a rewrite, I just thought I thought for sure they would go there. I'll, I'll, I'll claim I'm that. I'm glad as a that they didn't because that would not make sense. I, I will did, claim uh, that as a rewrite. That's my rewrite. Is uh, okay, great. Is that they Happy are they are searching for another cuckoo that would like <laughs> c- that would send the signal or whatever the fuck they were doing. I still don't know. Yeah, uh, and it's hidden in a piece of chocolate. So they they are like mashing up pieces of chocolate <laughs> before it mm. gets out the door through the conveyor belt, and then they suddenly just. For some reason, have to keep eating them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like that idea. Like it was like you can we can get one extra piece per movement if we use our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think that's a really f- funny idea because <laughs> then they would earn that like ending of like oh god, like oh let's god. they they could go back to eating salads and shit and, Baked and be really happy cheese. about it. Baked cottage cheese. Oh. God. The whole shtick about the chocolate being on the counter, I actually sort of love that because I th- I thought they had they it was handled well, like the whole trope of like oh almost ate it but didn't almost <laughs> ate it but didn't like I don't think they did it so much that I wanted to scream, mm-hmm. but it also was handled fairly deftly considering some of the ways that things can go in yeah. part. But um, there was a moment that. <laughs> cracked me up i had to rewind it i rewound it and watched it a few times because it cracked me up so bad which was when jennifer is on the telephone talking to yet another it seemed like there were 300 people they delivered those ugly chocolate heart thank you hearts to but it's only three people but so she's on her yellow telephone in the kitchen like gabbing to whoever right Mm -hmm. number 299 recipient (laughs) and she absentmindedly is holding, like, takes the piece of chocolate out of the box and is holding it. So she's going to eat it right. And Max comes in and he just gives her such a look, right? And she goes, just, oh, oh, it must have just jumped out of the box. And then they cut back to Max and he has the blankest, funniest stare on his face. And it feels like it goes on for like 10 minutes. I, I love that. So, yeah. so funny. I also love that, that Max says, don't worry, Mrs. H. I'm, I ain't going to count the pieces. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great moment. I do love That's that. such a cute line. <laughs> yeah. So funny. I love that. Um, can there... we talk about Valentine's Day? Just in general. Sure. Yeah. I know we're, I feel like we're absolutely, at this moment, we're nowhere near Valentine's Day on the actual calendar. But how do you guys feel about Valentine's Day? Mm. Do you like it? Do you care? Do you hate it? I'm indifferent. I'm 100% indifferent. I used to love it. Valentine's Day. 
I had a uh, weird moment with Valentine's Day where we, in my school, like elementary school, we would always make our own Valentine's Day box for other people to deliver Valentine's to us. And I made these paper mache Calvin and Hobbes statues. Like I worked so hard on them to get mm-hmm. and they like held their hands out so you could put letters in their hands it was really cute and i was standing waiting for my mom to pick me up from fourth grade and i was holding the hob statue like in front of me like you know if you hold books in front of you and i was like just like you know twiddling around like bopping around like waiting for my mom to pick me up and then this teenager because the high school was right there drove past and was like hey are you fucking that tiger <laughs> Because I was holding it in a way that looked like I was like fucking it. I was just like, no. I was like so embarrassed. It was horrible. Uh, That's my. I was so worried that that was going to go somewhere way darker. No, it was just like. Uh, I had no idea where it would go. Such an embarrassing moment for that's what I remember when I think of Valentine's Day. (laughs) Do you like it? I sort of love it, but not. um, I love the motifs and I love the weirdness of pink and red together. I don't have any of those weird feelings about it like mm, i'm all alone or mm, valentine's day or anything like mm-hmm. that like it's sort of i like um yet another opportunity to just give my dear mother a card mm-hmm. or receive a card from her it's mm-hmm. fun but i i feel like i also can't actually think of any time when anyone who was my partner ever really did anything that was kind of valentine's or something but um my favorite Valentine's Day experience was a former partner. We were long distance at that point because he had gone away to graduate school and I was still here and we had met at work. And so he knew all the people that I worked with and (laughs) towards the end, you know, I have no expectations that I'll get anything or whatever. Right. Somebody can just say happy Valentine's Day or whatever. And uh, he called me and that was nice and then uh towards the end of the call he's like yeah you know i was going to um have a book a dozen roses sent to the museum and then i was just going to have a different person bring you a rose um like every half hour Hmm. until you ended up with the whole bouquet and then he's like "Mm," but i didn't (laughs) what (laughs) he still wanted the points for doing for thinking of that he just like just you know put it out there or whatever and even though that probably should make me uh hate him forever i so love that he just <laughs> told me that like that that it just brought me so much joy each and every valentine's day it brings me just endless joy yeah. it is a great idea i gotta yeah. give it to him that would have been amazing and that's exactly what i'm like like after probably a long pause where I'm processing the fact that maybe I do have feelings or hopes or expectations for Valentine's Day that I'm not entirely in touch with. But I was like, that's an amazing idea. That's a really good one. Like, you should totally hold on to that. Yeah. <laughs> do, do that for the next one. Yeah. Yeah. Do that for. Wow. That would be great. <laughs> that came out maybe like a bummer. Um, but <laughs> no, I didn't mean no, it it's to funny. be. I sort of like it. But I, you know, like. Did he give any reasons eh, why he didn't do it? Do you remember? He just didn't feel like it. (laughs) (laughs) But it took us about four more years to really figure that one out. It would be a really hard thing to arrange. Cost-benefit analysis really just didn't work out. (laughs) That would be a really hard thing to arrange from outside of your workplace. Well, but he knew everyone that I worked with, so he would have just been able to get one of them to do. Yeah, that you could do. Distribute. Okay. Mm -hmm. That would have been cool. Yeah, it would have. It's cute. Do you have any Is it the thought that counts? It had to be. It, this time it does. <laughs> it's, time it is. it's the only thing that exists. Yeah, because it was it was all thought. <laughs> so if it doesn't count, then <laughs> I don't know what does. Yeah, I'm also not like a big chocolate person. So yeah, I have no Valentine stories. Mm. Um, Sad. No, I, I I liked it as a kid. I liked the whole like uh, getting the getting the little cardboard. Oh, those chalky little hearts. Yeah, and I I love those. And Mm. and I like candy. You know, I'm a fat kid. So it was just like candy holiday. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But no, like it, it, I resented it more as an adult than anything because it's like, what do we have to do now? Like, are we doing dinner? What is this? Like, I. Like and then you have to ask your partner, are you into Valentine's Day? Oh yeah, we did that. Is this this like a thing for you? And and they're always like, (laughs) no, no, I don't give a shit about Valentine's Day. But then it comes around, and you're like, 
wait, were they lying to me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Last year, we we I forget what happened, but we were both like, do you want to go to dinner? We've both kind of tested yeah. the water. Like, I think we've do done that for the past. want to go to dinner? Since we've lived in LA, at least. <laughs> I think every <laughs> Valentine's Day we've either just gone to Little Dom's, yeah, and just split dinner or whatever, like, yeah. or or yeah, which like, was perfect, which and is would great, be such a treat if we could do that. Oh god, year. I miss Little Dom's. That would be amazing. Last Valentine's Day, I think I don't remember who I was with, but I was at weirdly at my favorite restaurant, which is now sadly oh. closed. So that well, was good. Mm-hmm. But, what was the restaurant? Um, Adana hmm. on Capitol Hill. Never went there. Eating my weight in uh, kushikatsu. Yum. That's, um, that's a fun, that's a great, just chill, just go to a dinner, or go to a restaurant for dinner. That's great. I like that level of Valentine's Day ness. I just don't like having to deal with the whole thing, the pageantry of, of Valentine's Day. Mm, it's just the whole, the whole herd situation, right? Yeah. Like I'd yeah. rather go camping the weekend before Labor yeah. Day. Yeah. But, you know, fortunately for me, I never have partners that care about Valentine's Day, apparently. So <laughs> I, I just, never have to worry about being burdened by, you know, dinner reservations or bloody blah. Romantic. Mm. I never have to be worried. <laughs> overburdened by expressions of love or affection. <laughs> yeah. Or specialness. Um, Every year I there's do, not a heart-shaped box of chocolate waiting for me. I die a little inside. <laughs> I, I like I said I love the motifs so I do I love especially like the history of Valentine's Day cards especially like I have a, a book about that that I super love and I love all the imagery and all that stuff and things like old Victorian Valentine's Day they're just I, I just love that but I also love old Halloween cards in fact mm. I love those 10,000 times more so yeah. there we go is Valentine's Day the one people are super cynical about and say the greeting card company invented it yeah right okay yes mm-hmm. <laughs> but but did they or did they not? Do we know? I don't know. I mean, people just want to force people's hand, I think. Be smarter than you. Mm-hmm. You know, haters going to hate. And uh, right. I'm, a, I'm a hater. I but, thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm yeah. not a hater. I like all of it. I like anything but, you want to do that makes you happy that doesn't hurt anybody. Do it. Yeah. Uh, but you like chocolate, right? I like, I like chocolate and yeah. I, I like dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, I like spending time <laughs> with Joe. Mm-hmm. There we go. Mm-hmm. Every day is Valentine's Day, like Jennifer says to Jonathan. We have yeah. been. This is oh, that's going to be my certificate. My memoir about <laughs> about the COVID lockdown. Three hundred and seventy nine days of Valentine's Day. But who's Day. counting? Yeah. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> oh God! Endless Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to read that. <laughs> I thought of a rewrite that piggybacks off of past rewrite, if I may. Please. When the hearts are given, they are sent a mysterious box of chocolates, which we know that it is full of poison mm-hmm. from Spencer Crumb. But they don't know that. And I thought it would be a great rewrite to say, if Jennifer got the note, she reads the poem, and then she's like, you know, we're all on diets, so we don't really need this chocolate. But I know a, couple, a bunch of orphans. You say they give it to orphans? Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> who might, <laughs> you know, their orphanage was blown up a couple months ago, and they might love these chocolates <laughs> because they have nobody. Oh my Our lady God. of just shoot yourself in the head. The hearts are out on a jog, a morning jog. <laughs> this cop does this weird ass joke where they're, they go up to their friend's place and there's a cop car outside and there's a police officer that know the hearts and they run up to him and they're, they say, Hey, what's going on here? What's going on? And he says, there was a break in and they said, Oh no, was anyone hurt? And he says, no, nobody was hurt, but there was one casualty. And that like, can you imagine if a cop said that to you? It's as not your... a cop. Oh, it's not? It's their neighbor, no, Mr. Hyatt. Neighbor. You may the, remember the him from away. the dog food oh. commercial viewing party. He gets He's the one who gets really high and is oh. like, where did you get this pate? <laughs> okay, that's, that's a little better then because he would be... I thought a police officer was telling them there was one casualty at their friend's house as a joke <laughs> because he says that the, the chocolate hearts got smashed. And I was just mm. like, are you fucking serious? That's how you... Bury the lead for some friends. It's their neighbor, Mr. Hyatt, husband to apparently Monica Hyatt, who is not dead, as he assures Jennifer, right? Yeah. But right. he's also kind of sticking with the Valentine's Day theme because he's wearing like a red shawl collar, uh, Bing Crosby-ish sweater, mm-hmm. which oh, I yeah. like. And Mr. Hyatt is the one from from 
<laughs> Murder is a Man's Best Friend that I think of as like a cut rate Martin Landau or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of like a Martin Landau's Landau stand in or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I, I wanted to talk about the guy that comes in, brandishes a gun on the hearts and Mac. Yes. Sits yes. down. <laughs> And kills himself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this okay. So this guy. This guy is. I'm not joking. He's in the credits as pockmarked man. Really? Oh, and, shut yeah. up! But he's an Interpol agent, according to the script. His the oh, actor's name sucks. is Raymond Mayo. He was swaggy and deserved a little attention. He's, but he's hard. Yeah. What did that he guy say? Is tough. Uh, I've got all the time in the world. Ah! Yeah. Oh! yeah. <laughs> and then he falls over dead. <laughs> right. I don't know what's in uh, Spencer's poison chocolates. I'm guessing some kind of encapsulated cyanide, cyanide. based on the yeah. way that cyanide. Oscar and pockmarked man expire. But what I love is that Jonathan, when they're talking to the whatever, yet another police lieutenant and, uh, Mr. Randolph from, I'm guessing, the CIA, right? Mm. Where they're like, they're like, what government are you from? And he's like, ours. ours. And Jennifer goes, oh, that's very reassuring. Yeah. yeah. But when Jonathan <laughs> is freaking out on them about like trying to shake them down for what the fuck is up, and he goes, a man died from an overdose of candy in our kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> an overdose like, of wow. candy. Oh my God. What a way to go. That was great. But when <laughs> Jonathan's wrestling the gun out of that guy's hands, Max and Jennifer just stand there looking concerned. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And Max <laughs> also just stands there with that same blank look on his face yes. when the guy drops dead. I know. <laughs> Max is unfazed. Like, you just yeah. can't. Yeah. Max gives zero fucks to give about pockmarked man. Yeah. He's been through a lot of Valentine's days and a lot worse shit yeah, has happened than this like, one. Yeah. Not <laughs> All he cares about is Mrs. Hart's safety. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and her fit figure yeah <laughs> that's my notes uh oh I, I was yeah i didn't again i just didn't feel the need to write a bunch of notes on this one it was just mm -hmm. i wanted to let it wash over me and it <laughs> it did and a lot of it went down the drain <laughs> uh, and, and it didn't stick with me because <laughs> I couldn't understand what was happening. <laughs> blame the cold medicine. I am going to blame Sudafed. I'm going to blame the Sudafed. Easiest out. There's a shot of a silhouette of a man running and you know it's not Jonathan immediately because it's smooth and natural. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think Freewe was cute when he was begging for chocolate? No, Freewe was looking a little wet and smelly <laughs> to me. I don't know about you guys. He had those wet ends of his fur again. Oof. Uh -oh. Eric, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're feeling under the weather because um, that's not great, but especially in a COVID year and on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to take advantage of your weakened condition <laughs> to give big props out to the return yet again of the green velour tracksuit. Yes. <laughs> I, I knew it was coming. I knew yes, it was coming. Yes, yes. Green Blue tracksuit <laughs> is back. Was this the same one? I didn't remember the last one. Well, okay. Either I'm the one from Death Set. Because that's where mm -hmm. it first made its appearance, it's right? It's the one. I this thought it had like white third stripes. Time. I thought that. Nope. Why do I think that? Huh. It's the same. This is a jumpsuit that the I collar can't on see. I'm blind to this jumpsuit. It's got like a ribbed in insert for the collar. Uh, I still don't. Because it's because it's sporty. It's Jonathan, right? Yeah. I still mm -hmm. cannot picture it. I don't know what you. It's guys when are they were about. when they were jogging and that the neighbor says, "Hey, where we were broken into." Oh, uh, okay. Mm -mm. I don't. I can't it, picture. But it. in in death set, remember when his friend is angrily uh, guzzling <laughs> vodka yeah. in the club and talking yeah. about how he hates his wife or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, and being his, a dick. his wife hates him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Deadly right. addiction. Just, <laughs> money. Yes. Um, the track suit. The track suit doesn't judge. It's just there. All awesome. Mm -hmm. It's so good. They brought it back <laughs> over and over again. I would have loved to see Jonathan. Jennifer wears this great jumpsuit at the end. This Valentine's Day beet red with little sparkles on it turtleneck sort of jumpsuit and i would have loved if jonathan was wearing the matching white jumpsuit with maybe like <laughs> disco collars open to the navel i think that would have been a good look for them yeah <laughs> 
Like taking a page from the ABBA handbook. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> right. No shade good. there. That That's the solid, good. solid fashion good. strategy. <laughs> the fight in the park when oh, the man. kids are preparing to be dysfunctional adults. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's can we talk about that a little bit? I found that really like no, it was not. I was confused about what was what was the goal. Yeah, that was no, like it was just creepy, right? When he's like, "You can have this this gift if you say you'll be my Valentine." Yeah, but no, he's like, "Then you have to share it. You can whatever." (laughs) Yeah, and then she like, "I won't kiss you unless I don't like it." Yeah, or unless I like it. Yeah. I liked her reasons for not <laughs> wanting him to be your Valentine. You spit when you talk. Yes. And you're always pinching me. It's yeah. like, well, if I say not to pinch you, then we, it's just like, this is making me feel sick and I don't know why. And then she, he's, she says, I'll kiss you if you give me that, or I'll, I'll be your Valentine's if you give me that. And then he gives it to her and he says, I thought we could split it. And she says, I don't get the whole thing. Then no kisses. Yeah. Right. Well, I thought it was, was kind of funny that they were spending in my opinion, because you know I don't like looking at the children, mm-hmm. way, way too much time going back and forth with this sexual blackmail um, <laughs> bartering thing, and uh, like this, this beyond conditional not love, right? Yeah. That, and then when Spencer Crump comes up to act like a child molester and says that thing about so much ice cream, no chocolate, bleh, while Lester leers also so at the children, creepy, so gross. But then the little girl, Marilee, goes, what's negotiate? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I a, thought that was actually hilarious that was the entire time. They, yeah. It felt like they'd been negotiating their <laughs> weird child love for about five hours at that point. Yes, that was a long scene uh, all of a sudden we were in child world again. We were it was yuck Jonathan except for the except for the part where he she wisely, after he pulls the busted up chocolate heart out from under his shirt, <laughs> and and she's like, "You broke it or whatever," and then she goes, "Goodbye forever, Herbie Geller." <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> and like there, that's the first smart thing you've said all day, Marilee. Thank you very much. Happy Valentine's Day, yes. Marilee. Is that her name? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Herbie Geller and Marilee. They're gonna get married someday. <laughs> They're the Stanley and Deanne of their age. <laughs> Ech. Yeah. <that> was, <clears throat> The chase around the fight scene around the playground was just bizarre Man. and just I didn't understand. He slams him into the sand pit when Jonathan just like yeah, just wham bam like I mean mm-hmm. that was like a cartoon move where you know you pick up whatever a, a tiger by the tail and you go slam slam yeah. slam back yeah. and forth. Except it was that dude Lester. Uh huh. He picked him up by the back of his amazing. pants. He did. That was and then Jennifer really she got a good oh yeah running start with the ice cream cart <laughs> at Spencer. Oh, yeah. And then just ended up up. kind of like politely pushing him away from Mm. the (laughs) side. She says, go, Herbie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It was, was yeah, that was weird. Like, I was the, do you think that he accosted an ice cream person and stole their cart and clothing? Or do you think that's part of his spy kit? (laughs) Well, I'm, I don't, just a disclaimer here. I'm not insinuating in any way that this family-owned candy business has any criminal dealings whatsoever and certainly not creepy child molester things at that park that's actually really close to their business. Johnson's Candy Company mm-hmm. in Tacoma. Oh, yeah. Oh. In Hilltop, right? They yeah. do hand-dipped ice cream bars. So maybe that's just kind of like the thing, right? Like it's like a sweet shop thing. Like you kind of have, you have your your offshoot ice cream haps on the side. Yeah. That was such an artisanal that. chocolate shop. Those those chocolate statues that they showed a bunch of at the beginning <laughs> were so amazing. The telephone. Like, did a, you catch the the rotary I like telephone? The, I like the records. <laughs> the yeah, records. The records. The <laughs> records. I was like, how do I get one of those for not Valentine's Day? I don't care yeah. about Valentine's Day. The first thing I saw was a giant chocolate cock in the window. <laughs> Uh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> starting off strong. But there was a Cupid, and it was just a st- it was statuesque. I'm sure it wasn't real chocolate. It was probably wax or something. But it was just, I've never seen, you know, you see chocolate bars. They look like they look crayons. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was probably wax. It was like, All of it just looked disgusting. And they, but real chocolate statues look like shit compared to that. The yeah. stuff that Mrs. Bitter's Sweet is putting out. 
But I loved also the moment when they go to talk to her about the thefts and she brings them upstairs to her weird apartment that has a lot of cuckoo clocks in it that she loves more than her children. Sit down and just discuss over her coffee table and then Jennifer sees a big chunk of chocolate on her floor. (laughs) 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 Grabs it. Pretends to be sneezing. She she blows her nose, throws throws her uh, handkerchief on top of the chocolate and then picks it up. Yeah. (laughs) So funny. And then Jonathan is just like, so what? There's chocolate in a chocolate shop? So what? Yeah, Jonathan's... Jennifer serves him such a look after she like explains it to him like it's the broken heart yeah and then she's just like still kind of going like <sighs> yeah. when they drive off <laughs> are you fucking serious you don't know what this is i'm sorry to continue to like delve back into this but the hearts behave as if mrs bittersweet has been a chocolatier in their life for for many years mm-hmm. like they they frequently get their <laughs> chocolate work done with mrs bittersweet mm-hmm how long has this spy game been going? Like, are th- is this like the foiling of a century-long <laughs> spy thing that they're now just finally clinching? Well, it's the same as Barry's Hotheads. How long has that been going on? But but also, like, the dude cares about the chocolate. Spencer cares about the chocolate. He's a chocolatier. He's like, it's He's for real. It. It's He is good at it. It's not like, it's not a cover. Did Zurich, like, brainwash these people into being... <laughs> Yeah, why do we have Swiss spies? spies? But they, yeah, why would why would the Swiss have spies? <laughs> because a neutral country is a perfect cover. Ooh. Yeah, true. Also, based on all the things that people have found in like Swiss bank dumpsters and stuff. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> let's get real. Your hands are just dripping with blood, Switzerland. True. No this thanks true. on the cuckoo clocks, except for that part at the end of the little chains that looks like pine cones because mm. those are cute. What are those chains for? Do we know? Does anybody know? It keeps the mechanism of the clock. It's like a, a weight. Oh. That- Assists the clock mechanism. Okay, interesting. Uh, I looked up cuckoo clocks after, and I went shopping on the internet for them to figure out how much they actually cost. <laughs> so I was curious, and they're in the hundreds of dollars range. Ooh. Mm-hmm. A little too much for my blood. Well, good. Uh, I don't want to start collecting cuckoo clocks. <laughs> my, I had a family friend who had a <laughs> clock. It wasn't a cuckoo clock, it was a regular clock, and it made really loud bird sounds on every hour and f- mm. just scared the shit. Were the out numbers of me. birds? Yes. Yeah. Have you seen that clock? I have. And it scared the shit out of me every time. And I just wonder why you would want that in your house. Is one of them a barn owl? Because that's a scary bird sound. Uh, yeah, probably. I don't remember. People like things in their homes that just make noise. Bird sounds. Like, it's like a, children? Like children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or pets. Firecrackers. Uh, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Because it makes them feel less dead. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Wow. I got to go, you guys. I got to go buy some noisy shit for my house. I got to turn it up. They must have been spies for some kind of chocolate corporation. That's the only explanation. But why would Interpol no. be involved? Like they're this not was... spies. They're not Slugworth and Wonka. Because, well, <laughs> Interpol's involved because they're murdering people. <laughs> but they're not murdering people internationally. Mm, but they're from. It's, this is, this it is, is 1981. Like this is, this is serious Cold War moment. Just a reminder. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. <clears throat> okay. It's time. We have to do it. What? Pick, Pick your poke. I want to have like sleigh bells going yeah but, but this comes out after christmas i will just have a champagne cork popping <laughs> <laughs> it's lester it's lester the heavy with his mm. uh luxurious pelt hair. of of gray <laughs> chest hair oh yeah that was shaved at a at oh, a man. perfectly straight line <laughs> uh, yeah i was attracted to him in halloween and I am attracted to mm-hmm. him in this show as well. I feel like you guys are going to be disgusted I when know. you find out what yeah. mine is, uh, because he's my second. And he was very attractive. Spencer was so slamming. I thought. I thought he was so good looking. Okay, let's talk about. That. I was blown away. <laughs> I was like, wow. I was like, wow. Finally, someone who can rival. Um, uh, Aryan blockhead. What's his name? Vince. Vince. I, well, the albino rectangle. Albino right rectangle. Though. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> albino rectangle. Not Aryan blockhead. Although that's good too. I really Ari- actually Aryan like blockhead is good. Let's use both. Thank you for that. My note for him is the hot guy shows his O face a lot. Ew. <laughs> 
I would agree with you that he's because that actor is very attractive. Yes. Uh, Richard De, Richard Davalos, who's in Cool Hand Luke and East of Eden and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like he was he was actually like a you know matinee idol kind of attractive. He's a handsome oh. handsome man. Guy. Yeah. Yes. Um. And I yeah I like I like that shape. Uh, mm-hmm. And those features, but mm-hmm. I'm sorry, he kept sucking on his fucking fingers and eating shit all the time, mm-hmm. and he was doing this Orson Welles gay thing that I just couldn't deal with. Mm. I'm into it. I liked it. He was passionate about his job, and he's a dilettante. <laughs> 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 and he loves his mother, even though she doesn't love him. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't love him at all. No. She loves cuckoo clocks yeah. more than she loves him. <laughs> Well, Ellen, God, he did so many. <laughs> what does the wig say? What does the wig say? Thank you, guys, for the wig. <laughs> yes, um, that's not what the wig says. I don't. Um, that's the wig says, say. "Thank you, guys, but for I'm the head." Thanks for the head. <laughs> Listen to yourselves. Thanks for the head, <laughs> Vincent, or what's your name? Spencer. Spencer. Uh, thanks for thanks Spencer for the head, Crump. 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 Spencer Crump. Well, there's yeah, I. I I don't really, there's not really the chocolate, the hearts. Yeah. There's much like, much like in real life. I don't particularly have a Valentine (laughs) uh, in this episode. Although, I mean, there's certain qualities of these characters that I, I appreciate. I mean, who doesn't love a sensualist? I always love somebody that can, you know, Mm -hmm. put some ingredients together and make something good to eat. Mm -hmm. Um, But beyond that, like I would just, I would be lying if I picked anybody. Yeah. And that's so fine. We're, we're in the season two slump. Even for Valentine's Day. That is totally <laughs> fine. Um, but <laughs> Vincent <Thanks>. Spencer <laughs> is so hot. <laughs> I love you, Spencer. Spencer Crump. And he would give you so many chocolates for Valentine's Day. Uh, I did have one more note of Jennifer's joke was the biggest eye roll for me of the episode when the guy, when um, Oscar, is that the... Well, yeah, Benjamin? Oscar's chasing them, Cruella Deville,ing her and Max, and and she's she's in the passenger seat and she's saying, "Whoa, like what's what's this guy doing?" Yeah, I don't want to have to do open heart surgery, Ew. and I just couldn't. That was such that a was pretty bad bad reach of a joke. Uh, there's so many things you could say that involve hearts and chocolate or whatever Valentine's Day. So many things you could say in that moment. Not that. I sort of thought that they would riff on the heart pun and Valentine's Day way, 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 way more than they do yeah. in this episode. So I feel like you got spared some um, gross indignities dialogue-wise by them just sort of skirting that. Like I, who's I, on I, first sort of – the hearts? No, the hearts. The hearts? The, no, the chocolate hearts. No, not even that. Just things like, you know, like open heart surgery. Like just, just shit like that. Like I thought it would be like, oh, and nobody said broken heart or anything like that, which seemed like an obvious They alluded to it thing. when the heart broke underneath it, uh, Gilby. What's the kid's name? Gilby. Shelby. <laughs> what was his name? What was Herbie? Her- Herbie. Herbie. He says, oh, it broke. And then they like look at each other and kind of wink. And I liked that because it was an allusion to it. A broken heart because then the girl says, I'm never talking to you again. Yeah. So I liked I liked that level. That was a, a very nicely done one. Goodbye forever, Herbie Geller. <laughs> Goodbye forever, Herbie Geller. Well, chuckle it up to lazy writing. Chuckle it uh, up. <laughs> oh. I had to do it. I had to do Stop it. Stop it. Yeah. They didn't do it, so I had to. <laughs> we got to go. Bye. Okay, ratings. Uh, zero to five hearts is how we do this. And I start, and I'm going with four. I think mm. I think it's a four. It's a very, it's a very fun, um, Muppety episode. Very Muppety. That, uh has so many ludicrous moments that I can't help but love it. My confusion, I'm going to put this one in brackets for me <laughs> uh, because I want to, I may want to re-rate this one when I'm, when my mind is not cloudy, but right now four, it's a four. I liked it. And I, I want to watch it again. Hmm. Question. Mm-hmm. When you say that you think you might have, you might revisit and re-rate, are you insinuating up or down? I don't know. Um, but hmm. I'm going to, I'll figure that out when I hear your rating, Ellen, because, <laughs> because <laughs> we are in sync this season. So. Yeah, we are. Joe? Uh, I'm going to go 3.5 points off for um, the amount of time that they were just 
trying just not eating that chocolate. I just felt like <laughs> there were things like you said earlier that could have been explained with that real estate of the episode, but instead they spent it doing this homey, I think one scene of the like hearts at home doing their diet thing, but we had three or four separate long, pretty long scenes of them almost eating that chocolate, but then not eating it, which I do love. I like that. It was good. It's a, it's a good little trope for this poison chocolate. I like it. It's funny, but not just not that much. It started to drive me crazy a little bit. And there were other things that could have been explored more Spencer in the shower. (laughs) Spencer in the shower. (laughs) More chocolate covered Spencer crumb. (laughs) Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take the wig off for wig, my rating. Wig head shake. I'm, gonna, I'm taking the wig off for the rating. Okay. Shave your okay. head to Hang fit on. it. <laughs> Hang on, it's me, you guys. It's Ellen. <laughs> um, I give this uh, episode a four. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a solid four for me. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think it's really fun. I think it's just got enough of the gross campiness. Like I said. I, you know, I've always had a soft spot for a little espionage, just mm-hmm. like Jonathan. So, and, you know, I, I have that that affection for Valentine's Day, no pun intended. So I think it is a four. I think it's a fun app. It is fun. I, yeah. would, I would watch it again. Okay. Maybe I'm not too cloudy. Like, I think, I think <laughs> I, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to put you on the spot ever, Ellen, but but we have been like completely insane this entire right. season, aside from uh one episode. Oh uh, yeah, with the it was uh Murderous Man's Best Friend. Maybe two episodes. Murderous Man's Best Friend and Murder in Paradise. We we uh were point five off of from each oh, other. Oh it hurts. Oh except for Murder of Man's, like, Man's Best Friend Man Murder is a Man's Best Friend. I gave it a one, you gave it a two point five. So that's that's mm-hmm. more of a yeah. That what that's a divisive episode for the yes. three of us. Maybe you guys all should be all each all other's Valentines. <laughs> I'm out here flailing around Ellen, I was gonna send you some away. really amazing things. Um but I forgot. <laughs> mm, thanks anyway. <laughs> well I- <laughs> it's the thought that exists. <laughs> It's, it's the thought that you said to my face. Yeah. <laughs> it's the um, thought I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an 11.5. <laughs> heart attack. We're in heart attack territory this season. Low heart is, attack. This season is uh, picking up steam. <laughs> I, I do have one question, mm-hmm. though, and I'm surprised because I don't know if Joe has just given me the fever or something, but <laughs> this is an episode where after all this time where I'm like, I don't care about the titles. Like I don't give a crap. Like that's not a thing for me. This one was the one episode where I've been waiting for you guys to say like, this title makes Jack shit. No sense whatsoever. Because to me, this is the title that makes Jack shit. No sense whatsoever. (laughs) And is in a really obvious way. And then I feel like there's also very obvious other titles that you could give it like death by chocolate, for example. Oh, I like that. Uh, this one, it does make sense a little bit to me, to my mind for some yeah, reason. The heart in the, shape. In the most simplistic of ways, it makes sense to me. The yeah, You the are fucking with me on that. Really? No, oh, really. Like yeah, it does. So murder rap about the mummy does not make sense, but heart-shaped murders make sense? My uh, new retitles at the end of the season are going to be formulated to try and stump you guys, though, I think. I more think that's than, a good idea. Ah, double twist. A double twist. <laughs> more than they or maybe, are. Or maybe just a twist. Single twist. Yeah. I'm going to pull out. <laughs> I'm going to try to pull out some obscure things within the episode and then to try to stump, stump you more. Wow. You didn't even have to do that to stump me, Joe. <laughs> like, I feel like all your titles, I'm just sitting over here like, I hope Eric answers soon. <laughs> <laughs> You got a couple of them. I corpse think. a corpse was the one that like corpse corpse corpse. Corpse. stumped us both. But. I thought Ellen was going to get it immediately, but no, that's not how you I pronounce clearly, it. I clearly was not. Yeah, I yeah. just wasn't keying into the, <laughs> corpse, the general general timber of the game. But I think that game is good, mm-hmm. Joe. Yeah. And it's a foot. Much like Santa on our our <laughs> rooftops tonight. Am I right? Oh my god. <laughs> Well, Ellen, it just got got lame. Ellen, (laughs) what title are we going to be confounded by next week? What title shall we disagree about next? Well, ooh, this one. (laughs) 
not the title. The episode, the title's weird. Uh-oh. Um, Originally airing February 17th, 1981. Next week, we'll be talking about Slow Boat to Murder. <laughs> Slow Boat to where? Slow Boat to Murder? <laughs> to mur- Murder. Oh, no. Slow Boat to Murder. Chief accountant of Heart Industries, Stanley Friesen, is set up for murder after an evening on the town. In an attempt to clear him, the hearts retrace his steps and act as singles, which leads them to discover a gambling ring. Okay, a Stanley-centric ep. Hmm. Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, I know this is New Year's Day, so I hope everyone had a good New Year's Eve. I hope you did something. I hope you're listening to this with a little bit of a champagne headache. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Have some hot eggs. To recover, <laughs> Boba would like for you to have some hot eggs. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at It Was Murder Pod. Follow us on Twitter at It Was Murder Pod. Write to us at It Was Murder Pod at gmail.com. Send your minute maxes. Send your minute maxes. Uh, Jenny and Bill are oh, yeah. my heroes for their minute maxes. Incredible. And I want to see some, I want some Avengers style like hero meetup thing going on in our podcast. So let's get it done. What? what does that mean? Uh, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> I want all of the heroes like to do Ragnarok. Min- more oh. people doing minute maxes equals more heroes. Oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah, me too. Thanks, Sudafed, for making me sound awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like, heroes. Like, what are we? T- is Joe going to talk about nine <laughs> eleven? <laughs> yeah, I can. Do you want me to? <laughs> yeah. Rate and review us on the Apple <laughs> iTunes podcast app. Jet fuel uh, doesn't melt steel beams. Oh God. <laughs> Good night, freeway. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I said good night, freeway. <laughs> good night, freeway. Oh, freeway. I was going to have some people bring you a dog biscuit every half hour until you had 12 dog biscuits. That would have been great. Oh, is that what freeway sounds like? Yeah. Mm, unexpected. Good night, freeway. Guete ube, freeway. Good night, freeway. That's the Swiss. Oh, God. <laughs> Wow. Good I night. thought you said ube, ube, and I was like, oh, my sweatshirt's ube colored. Guitze ube. <laughs> Good night, Freeway and Spencer. I'll, talk, I'll text you later. Goodbye, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs>